Hi everyone, this is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. Featuring your hosts, Taylor Bradley. And Alex Yankovich. Yeah, every day, we're just out here. What's up guys, and welcome back to yet another episode of Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. We are so excited to be with you today. We have an amazing episode in store. If it's your first time tuning in, this podcast is designed to be an informative conversation about all things regarding the dance and entertainment industry. Alex and I are both professional dancers and very passionate about teaching, giving back to the younger generation. So we kind of wanted to create a platform and have that conversation. Um, so each week we'll have a special guest kind of a master of their craft and their field and just pick their brains about their journey and um, what they wish they knew when they were a little bit younger. So uh, make sure you're staying up to date with us, though. You can find us on Instagram at Inside Dance Podcast. Similarly, we'd love to hear from you. So please feel free to write us an email at Inside Dance Podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, be sure that you're staying up to date with our friends over at Inside Dance Magazine, who we are so, so grateful to have an amazing partnership with. You can find them on Instagram at Inside Dance Mag. This week, we have an incredible guest, Hannah Brixen, who we will introduce to you all later, and you guys will get to know a little bit about her. So we thought it would be fitting for our community spotlight this week to highlight her amazing online business, uh, which is called Balex Body. It's an amazing platform that is for dancer cross-training as well as just lightweight workouts. And she's curated at-home exercises that are extremely effective and simple. You can do them at any time of the day. And these exercises are inspired by not only a love of fitness, but also the conditioning and strength necessary when recovering from an injury, which I know we have all been there. Uh, Hannah has put her knowledge and experience into this platform, and it's really inspiring if you are either burned out from your at-home workouts during this pandemic, which I know has made things difficult, um, or you're just looking for cross-training to influence your life, whether you're a dancer or non-dancer. I I even have taken some of her classes before, too. They are different each time. They're super effective. She has such high energy that I know you guys will love this as well. So we would love for you all to follow on Instagram. It's at Balex Body. That's B-A-L-L-E-X Body, B-O-D-Y. To see a snippet of her workouts that are available and also her constant updates. You can also visit the Balex website at www.balexbody.com to get all the additional information that you may be looking for. We will also have these links posted in the description below. Now, I have to apologize. I'm actually not at home right now, so my uh, mic audio setup is a little different than normal. So thank you for your patience with that. Um, But regardless, excited for another amazing, amazing episode. Alex, how are you? What's going on? Give me an update. I need to find a million different ways to say I'm doing great. Um, No, but it was nice. I had a very active rest uh, weekend, which is super important. So um, things are good and I'm get, getting ready to judge again next weekend. So, or this coming weekend. So that's always exciting. Um, how about you? Give us an update. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, uh, it took, it took a little bit of time to take a little vacation, which has been nice. So I also feel rested, um, rejuvenated, um, and yeah, mm-hmm. feeling good about life, but that's actually, it's, it's, that's the topic I want to touch on right now is, uh, resting, nutrition, taking care of our bodies, right? I feel like it's such a, um, necessity in our industry, obviously, right? Because our body is our instrument, right? It's our tool. It's our vessel for our craft and what we do. Um, and I know today's special guest has so much knowledge and insight um, about really honing in and perfecting um, her relationship with self-image, nutrition, um, injury prevention, which 
are all things that I feel like we've both had a interesting journey, at least speaking for myself, in figuring that mm-hmm. out, giving yourself enough rest, eating. What's what's kind of been your journey with that? Well, it's interesting because I'm obviously, you know, not a doctor. <laughs> by any means. So uh, for a disclaimer for those listening, you know, I only know a little bit about what I'm talking about. And most of this is from, you know, my personal experience, but, you know, my journey basically started when I left for college because, you know, growing up and all throughout high school, I was doing dance team and dance studio competition. So, you know, my life was laid out very physical for me as it was. So I didn't really think about, what I was eating. Cause I just needed to eat for fuel. I needed to eat to, uh, mm-hmm. like anyone does, like every human does, I needed to, uh, eat to compensate from all the exercise. So when I went off to college, that was my first time being away from home and, you know, on campus, there's all of this like amazing food and you're making new friends and meeting new people. And it's just, <laughs> a so it's a social thing that you do. Like you go out, you grab a bite to eat, you grab pizza, you grab all of these things. And I think I thought that my metabolism that had been like, so on point throughout high school was just going to stay, but that's not the case. A lot of the time, just (laughs) growing up and, you know, dancing just significantly less, you know, not doing palm or dancing jazz is like a significant less amount of exercise. (laughs) So it was definitely, you know, I went through a period of time where I definitely gained like the freshman, I'm not even gonna say freshman 15, I'm gonna say, you know, freshman 40. And, (laughs) and it definitely took like the rest of my time in college to kind of you know, figure out how I was going to, you know, shed that weight. Cause I just didn't feel good. Like it wasn't even just about my totally. image, body image it was just, I didn't feel good. I had low energy. Um, and I, I took nutrition classes in college, but I still think I did it wrong. You know, I would, my sophomore year, I would get up at 6am, go spin at the gym, eat a huge breakfast. And then I would starve myself literally all day. And then I would have rice cakes for dinner after like class from 9am to five and then rehearsals. Like I just did not have a smart approach to it. And I think that's where this area happens, where we get into these unhealthy habits. And I started having a mindset of like, okay, I have to earn my food. Like Mm. I have to like really work hard so I can like eat dinner, which is so unhealthy. And again, I'm not a doctor, but I know that that is for sure not healthy. And I think as I've grown, I, I say this with every portion in my life, but balance is key and not beating yourself up for those times when you want to indulge, you cannot get hung up on those indulgences because you'll just ricochet back into unhealthy habits at either side of the spectrum. So it's all about balance and uh, being mindful throughout this process. But I feel like I've always had like a healthy body image of myself. I think obviously most dancers have body dysmorphia and I've learned how to, you know, cope with that, but I've definitely been through the unhealthy, <laughs> unhealthy time, but tell me about your yeah. journey. Cause I know it's very different for, um, men. So first off, yeah, just to agree with you, I definitely do not claim to be a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. Um, and I'm not any sort of athletic trainer or anything like that, but, Um, I do kind of have a passion for all three of those things that I have kind of developed over the last few years um, dancing professionally. But it wasn't that way from the get go. You know, as a young competition dancer, you do like 16 dances in one day and then, you know, you'd have like a Starbucks and a hot dog, (laughs) a snow cone if you were lucky. Um, And kind of over time, I um, 
I've, I've just learned through like injuries, um, you know, how to better take care of your body, how to rehab, you know, uh, that's actually how I got involved with group fitness and teaching Pilates is, um, from a shoulder injury I had back in college. And, um, same thing. It's, it's, you don't really know how to deal with the issues until you have the issues. So like in college, there was a time where, you know, like you said, uh, you put on weight as a freshman and it's fine because you're social and you're enjoying it. But then there was a time I needed to like slim down. So I was like, okay, what's the most healthy and effective way that I can do this? Um, and yeah, it, it, I feel like it's all interrelated to the wellness and longevity of our career. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for this next generation that they can have access to those resources, which I'm already seeing, right? Like I know a lot, um, some of the dance I teach at, they have like Pilates privates, um, with individual students, which I think is amazing. Um, I know growing up, we would go to intensives and stuff and there'd always be seminars on nutritions and, um, so I, I think the information is out there. What I'm saying is I, I wish I had had that at a younger age and I'm hoping that's becoming more of the trend is, is to educate young dancers. Um, so we can have long, happy, healthy careers. But for me personally, I, um, I, I, I've always been a big guy. And so I've always, you know, been a partner. Um, and for that, for me, I'm like, okay, well, I want to most importantly protect my body and my partner's body. So how can I cross train? So lifting weights, I've, I've always been uh, big into lifting since I was in high school. Um, but also, you know, as much as we love dance and when you're studying dance in school, you're taking all these dance classes all the time. Right. So it's a lot of like cardio that happens just from, from going to your classes. But, um, I've really developed a passion for like taking cycling classes, um, now that I'm out of school, um, and other kind of like mixed body CrossFit type, um, workouts, I think have been really good and supplemental to, to keeping my body healthy and in shape. So, um, and I also, I just wanted to say for all of our listeners out there, realize that so much information is available to you. Be careful of where the sources are coming from, but talk to each yeah. other. I feel like we get so caught into like fad diets and like, okay, well, I'm going to try this for a little bit and see how it, how it uh, right. affects my body, which is fine. I think it's great to try new things, but when you are going to dive into those things, do a lot of research and um, that information is, is so available on the internet through reading. There's so much uh, through Instagram, through TikTok, through clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. There's so much <laughs> info available to us. So just make sure you're always doing your research. Um, look at the big picture, 360, look at what's sustainable for you and like what everybody's different. I also, I always forget to say that everybody's different. My body's different mm -hmm. from your body. And like, we're going to, everything's going to react different. So listening to your body and doing your research, I think is helpful, but you have to go through those down periods of figuring it out where it sucks and, and you know, it doesn't feel normal, but that's the only way you learn. Definitely still making it up as I go, you know, um, and definitely learning a lot as I go, but it's, it's really piqued my interest. And that's, again, something that's why I want to use this platform to have these conversations like with Hannah, who we're going to meet here sh shortly. She has such a good amount of knowledge that, um, I think it's on us to, to share that knowledge, you know, right. Provide for the generation, the opportunities that you couldn't have, right. What's that saying? It's, uh, uh, a village is successful when a man plants a tree or something like that. <laughs> Anyways, I'm butchering that metaphor, but, um, enough, enough of me, uh, stumbling over analogies. Let's hop right into our special guest interview. You guys are in for a treat. Today, 
Today, we are very lucky to have this incredible artist on the podcast. She is an absolutely stunning dancer, choreographer, educator, and fitness instructor based in Chicago. For 12 years, she performed with River North Dance Chicago, eventually becoming rehearsal director and a company choreographer. And while choreographing and teaching for many different companies and studios, she has created an incredible new fitness program that focuses on cross-training and maintaining a strong body and mind, all the stuff that we love. Uh, She's someone I really look up to. I know Taylor does as well. So everyone, please welcome to the podcast, Hannah Brixen. Yay. What's up, Hannah? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Yeah, we're... um... We're, we're excited to have you on and kind of echoing what Alex said. Um, you uh, have always been, you're such a talent in so many ways, and you've definitely been an inspiration to both of us as young dancers um, many, many moons ago, many intensives ago. Um, and it's been, it's been such an incredible opportunity to watch you perform on stage. And um, Alex and I are both like fangirls in watching your progression kind of as to where you got now. So I can't wait to dive into all of that. But, um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here totally. and taking the time. Totally. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. It's been far too long. <laughs> totally. Far too long. Well, Hannah, if you can, for our listeners, let's dive into how you got into dance, what your dance background is, where you're from, all of that good stuff for how you became this amazing, <laughs> amazing oh, figure for everyone today. Um, well, thank you. I don't know. I like basically, I mean, I'm from Elgin, Illinois. It's like an hour outside of Chicago and you know, just like any young, you know, little kid, I started dancing because my other older sibling was dancing. So I got into it really young. And I actually stayed at the same studio, like all the way through the end of high school. And I just got really lucky with a studio that offered ballet, jazz, and um, like hip hop and tap and all that stuff. There was no contemporary back then. So there was, you know, just jazz and ballet. But I did get to take from instructors that were actual working professionals. So um, I had like a little connection with that world, which I think was really helpful. And also I think pointed me in the direction of concert dance Um, because my my teacher that I looked up to as a role model was dancing professionally. So I would go see her perform and I was just like, that's I want that. I want to be on stage and doing those moves and living that life and moving downtown Chicago. And so that just kind of, you know, led me in the direction. Although I did like a million other things, like a very active, like, 40 young kid but dance just took my heart probably around like 11 and then yeah that's awesome and it's that's uh so interesting that you bring up you know having the older sibling which i hear is you know is pretty common and having a few guests on and interviewing them we kind of see that repeated pattern but um how was that dynamic because i don't know if you know but alex has a sister that is also incredibly talented dancer as well and we've chatted about that before but with both of you dancing at same studio and living in the same house like how was that It was challenging, like, especially looking back at it as an adult, I realized so many things about it. Um, I'm one of eight kids, and I only had one sister. (laughs) So um, all my brothers, I have six brothers. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's hold the phone there. Um, My mom, like, tried to get some of my brothers to take dance class, but it was, like, the one year they would go through it, and then they, like, weren't feeling it. So it was just always me and my sister. And, um... And yeah, like I followed in her footsteps, looked up to her so much. But yeah, there was definitely like a competition that was between us, I think, kind of more secretively because 
we, I never competed ever in my life as a dancer. Like that just wasn't what my studio did. Flash, it wasn't as big as it is now. So I didn't have to compete against her, but we would be in all the same classes and I was two years younger and, you know, we'd be like opposites, like, you know, and everything. And um, yeah, like probably a little tension. And then actually it was got, it got probably a little more heated when she went to college for dance and I was still back in high school and then ended up joining the company that we both wanted to be in like at 18 while she was in college. So it was a little strange for me because I didn't know if I should go to college and I kind of wanted her opinion, but we didn't talk for like two years. Wow. Um, Because yeah. And um, she moved to LA like, and she still is in LA and she danced for dance companies there. And then now she's like this amazing, like runs an entire dance department at like uh, Pasadena high school and super successful, but like just totally different paths with the dance careers. Um, but we're cool now. We're really cool. I'm really <laughs> super close. It's like my best friend. But that time, you know, when you're younger, I just don't even think you realize it. Like we never were like, Oh my gosh, we're competitive. But I think it just naturally happens sometimes. That is fascinating. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. And all, I mean, I think it's pretty amazing though. You only having, you know, one sister. So everybody it's kind of a nicer dynamic like I always felt bad for my brother because I felt like he was always really left out I'm one of three kids I always felt like he was really left out because my sister and I were dancing and they would have to bring him to dance competitions and nationals and so I always felt bad so that's that is so fascinating um I teach at Pasadena Dance Theater I teach the the ballerinas there on Wednesday yeah. nights. I'm their jazz teacher so I'm in Pasadena all the time that's amazing oh my gosh that's, so that's crazy, crazy. No world that's so crazy. Well, if you can for us, uh, when exactly did you join River North? Was that when you were 18? Yeah, I just, oh um, I, they actually, they offered me an apprenticeship for the year, like when I was like in my senior year of high school and I planned on taking it. And so I was not going to go to school to be an apprentice. And um, that was kind of a big decision because like, you know, apprenticeship they're like hit or miss slash like very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to do it. And then I started with them, like as soon as I graduated, like, you know, we, our contract started in like July and a bunch of the company members were like, you should have gone to school instead of doing this. And I was like, huh? like, yeah. you know, of course, like they're my like idols, you know, and I'm with them every day. Number one, so like scared to death, but two, like, they're telling me, they're like, Oh, you were, supposed to go to point park and they're like oh we think you should go there instead because you're gonna get so much performance opportunity and like the education and all the stuff and i was really confused by that and so i took their advice and i told you know my boss that i was gonna go to school i'm like sorry thank you and they're like okay like we'll totally you know keep us kind of in your back pocket because we're really interested in you but like you know you can spend your summers with us and blah blah blah." and i was like great and I got my roommate and I went to Ikea and I like got all my plans and I was like a week from moving and um, a girl in the company um, got fired. And then I was called into the office and they're like, here's your contract. Uh, you probably don't want to go to school anymore. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah. And then I started like as a company member, like, you know, in the fall. That's amazing. And I, I'm so happy to have you on because I think you are such a perfect, um, a perfect 
example of this, but honestly, you're our first like company dancer that we've had on. We've had a lot of obviously Vegas people. We've had a lot of commercials, some New York uh, cruise ships, but we haven't really dived into concert and company dance yet. So as fascinating as that is, let's kind of zoom out a little bit and backtrack for our listeners. If they don't, they don't know what a dance company is. They don't know what River North is. How would you explain that? Ooh, good question. Um, I feel like River North um, started as a jazz company um, and it morphed into a more contemporary jazz company because it kind of was living in that area where um, contemporary was being evolved into like our society of dance. Um, but it's it was a very like, I feel like a very technically high company. So, you know, for someone that's looking at you know, dance companies, like we would take ballet every day. It wasn't always like that. Like they used to take kind of equal amounts of ballet and jazz when it first began, but then the directors wanted more of a very, very classically trained dancer to be a part of the company and and kind of heighten it. So I feel like it was cool to see that evolution of the company because um, it was known for jazz, but then started to kind of creep into multiple facets. Um, And I got to kind of be on both ends of that. Like I was there and I started in um, 2004. And so it, it kind of like was shifting at that time. So I was kind of with like, like the new, like, or I was kind of with the old age of dancers and also the new. And so that was kind of a nice uh, kind of experience to like have, but yeah, um, very classical, lots of training, lots of dancing, like really intense uh, company work is, yeah. I, as an outsider and a viewer and a fan, uh, for our listeners, uh, both Taylor and I went to University of Arizona and a lot of our professors had a lot of ties to Chicago and that brought like Giordano and River North. So we were constantly always hearing about those companies and their experiences and the works that they did. And especially when um, River North had come uh, to Tucson to perform. And I remember you know, sitting in the front row watching Evolution of a Dream by Sherry Zunker. And (laughs) I remember just being so amazed because a lot of times with dance companies, they don't like to dabble into other styles and they'll just be modern or they'll just be contemporary ballet, which I love. And, And you do, you go to watch these experts kill it. But I always did love that River North had that jazz aspect and always grew from that. Like every single piece was different. The show had a had a set that was made you feel differently in each piece. It wasn't all one note, which is something that I really loved. And obviously getting to see you perform was incredible. So that's awesome that you had that experience of being there in 2004 and watching it grow and, you know, and yeah. And that's the same reason why I even fell in love with it to begin with, because I wanted, you know, I remember growing up and my teachers being like, you need to be good at everything. You need to take everyone's class. You need to try every style. You need to do hip hop. You need to do tap. You need to be like in a ballet class with like ballerinas. You need to do everything and like kind of fit in, in all these places. And I think that that is some, you know, that's, that's what attracted me to River North because I saw so much of like different, you know, styles and even just the way that they express themselves like it wasn't just like cold turkey face like it was like okay this dance is about this so they're going to do a little bit more of that or this is really balletic or this is really physical and it got more so I think even more when I was there like we got so many choreographers and um yeah that's the same reason why like I really fell in love with it and I think that's so important like that's one of the first things I give advice about you know when dancers are like what should I do which is like 
such a general question and hard to answer, but I think that, you know, I go, you want to walk into hip hop and you want to own it. You want to walk into ballet. You want to own it. You walk, you know, don't, don't close off any doors. Cause you never know, like you guys both know, you never know what's going to happen and what you will need to be doing. And that to me is fun. So like, it's not like, Oh my gosh, it's like, no, this is beautiful. This is great. Totally. It's very much that mindset of it can be daunting or it can be inspiring. It just depends on your approach to it. Um, well, if you're listening and you still uh, don't have an idea of what River North is, your homework right now, after you finish this episode, go YouTube River North Dance Chicago um, because they seriously were some of the most beautiful technicians. And I know a lot of my competition crowd that is listening can relate to that, right? Because we're always judged on our on our technical performance. They were such a perfect blend of ballet foundational technique the feet the lines the legs the partnering the strength but also the artistry and that's another topic that we always bring up on this podcast i feel like is finding that balance and i i think river north and yourself hannah were such a, a beautiful textbook example of that perfect balance and um so yeah so homework kids go look it up <laughs> river north dance chicago you know what's crazy though you guys like is there seriously like not enough footage of that company that even exists because of the time frame it was in. It's like this weird thing in our lives where before like 2012, you know, it's like, wait, I was in a dance company. Like, does anybody even have a video? Like, do I have a video? Like, I don't know. Like, it's right. so insane. And it feels like, I, I don't know what could take those experiences from you, but it probably feels like, you know, take a pic or, or it's not real. What's that saying? Why can't I think of it? I agree. I agree. Oh, pi- pics or it didn't happen. Oh, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, sorry, did it happen? It's like, where are the videos of us, of you guys killing it? Yeah. It, it, and I always actually, I feel a little bitter from like my competition days, like near the end of high school, like more footage was happening, but I was like, darn, I feel like we really missed that boat of like exposing, <laughs> not exposing ourselves, but yeah, exposing the material to more people. Hundred percent. It's like people ask me like all the time. They're like, "Did you ever think about dancing for a company?" And I'm like, "I'm like, yeah." Twelve years. <laughs> I did a thing for a little bit. You know, it's just so funny. But yeah. It's funny. It makes me wonder if like dancers that were in companies in like the late '90s, like early 2000s, did they upload their like videos to their MySpace? Like, was their Zanga just like popping with concert rep? I don't know. These are the questions <laughs> I need answers to. But. um on, on that topic of rep, Hannah, um, if you can describe what were some of your favorite, um, favorite pieces from uh, your time with River North to perform and maybe some of the most challenging. Okay. Um, gosh, there's a few. I mean, obviously, like Frank Chavez was the director and did a majority of the works. Um, and I like obsessed over his movement. It's fast. It's quirky. It's um it's precise. It's musical. I actually think that he rubbed off on me. I mean, I was training with him when I was a little kid. So like it rubbed off on me so much that musicality, but one of his pieces that I love doing the most is, um, Grusen. And it's like where we all were, we called, we called ourselves blueberries because it was a blue leotard thong and the boys too. And, um, and blue pants and blue jazz shoes. Those were great and really kind of awkwardly like crunchy. And um, yeah, but there's just like a bunch of sections in that one that was, they were so fun to perform. And there was like a trio. And I remember idolizing the girls and the men that did the trio. And I remember like kind of, you know, doing that piece for years before I got to be in it. 
Um, love that one. Um, obviously, like I had a solo in the piece called Train by Robert Battle. And that's got to be, I mean, like I literally am like looking up like what tattoo I'm going to get to represent that piece because it is so a part of my soul. It changed my life. I was 21, I think, when I got that role. And I was just like throwing up in the trash cans after I did it in rehearsal, like running out of rehearsal to throw up. And that's really full circle why I started working out. So like we can go back to that, but um, changed my life because of the endurance. I never knew that I had to um, find as a dancer. It took me to a whole nother level. Um, and then dancing alone. That was the first time I ever did a solo in my life. I never did a solo as a child. So ever. I just so, got chills. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um, yeah. So that was a very um, impactful experience. And I idolized Robert Battle. He's one of my good friends now. Um, and I love what he does and what he brings to the art. And I just totally respect that man. Um, but yeah, those two pieces are standouts for me. And also, um, gosh, I'm like losing track of my names. This is terrible. This is how long it's been. Um, I don't know. There's so many. We had so many great choreographers come in that like, I think just that experience alone is like you are so um, touched by those pieces because they come in from different countries or whatever. And I remember this one piece we did. It was by a man from um, Spellbound Company in Rome. And he brought two of his dancers that didn't even speak English. And we learned basically the whole piece just like miming to each other in dance. And that was so cool. And um, yeah, I don't know. You just, you just, you know, whatever. I loved it all. Like seriously, there was like not one dance that I didn't obsess over. It was so much fun. I loved it. I feel like all those experiences have definitely, like you said, uh, rubbed off on you. Like I can even tell when watching your work and your choreography, how you take from all different aspects. And I can see that Robert battle. I could see, you know, the intensity and being precise while also feeling like you're gonna die and you're gonna throw up and, and finding like dancing tired, but making it look like it's something everyone wants to engage in. And like, you are just a master of that. So you're so lucky to have those experiences. That's amazing. Um, but going into, you know, transitioning to a new chapter and a new page. And you can kind of group this all together with what you did after River North and kind of taking us on your fitness journey. And that I know that'll probably be kind of a long spiel there, but you can go into that because I'm super curious about this. And I think it's really important for uh, dancers and whoever to realize that cross training is really important because that's something I learned really late in my career. Totally. Um, I mean, the only, so basically let's backtrack. So I left River North um, and I kind of didn't know what to do because in my mind I had talked with Frank about possibly one day transitioning to actually like run the company. So that was weird. We, we discussed it a lot and I was, you know, rehearsal directing and dancing, but also like just kind of waiting until my body gave out to just be on the faculty and not be dancing anymore. So then when River North folded, it was very unexpected. And I kind of was caught off guard because my life in my mind, because I'm a planner, had already been like planned. Um, so all of a sudden I was unemployed and also had no plan. So it was kind of um, very shocking. And um, yeah, it was a hard year. And I was just like, I realized then that I didn't want to stop dancing. And I was so hungry to be with like new um, just like a new environment and new people to be inspired by a new direction. And, and I really just wanted to keep learning. I mean, I was like 30 
And I just like almost 30, I think. And I just was still like, God, I want to do more. So I kind of reached out a little bit to like companies outside of Illinois. Like, you know, I went to the West Coast a little bit and the East Coast and didn't really know where I belonged. And then, you know, Visceral, I auditioned for Visceral and um, got the job. And I just thought it was great. Like, I love Visceral and just such a fresh kind of um, company in the scene. Um, and, you know, in Chicago. So I was like, great, I can stay in Chicago. So I did Visceral for two years and it was super cool. It was so different for me. I was the baby at River North and gradually wasn't. But I spent so long dancing with people that were older than me. And now I was like old bag. And all these young people straight out of college were coming to Visceral. I remember, oh my gosh, I remember Prince Lyons. You guys know Prince. Um, he yes. came up to me after like the first, like, it was like the, maybe the fourth or fifth day. And he came up to me after ballet class. And he's like, oh my gosh, like, when did you graduate from college? Like, I really like your dancing. Like, it's so good to meet you. And I was like, oh, honey. <laughs> I was like, I've been around the block. I'm like, these knees, just listen to them. Anyways, but basically it was just really different like people were coming to me for advice people were like I was kind of like the helper in the room and even though that's how I finished at, at River North it was just this nice it was just different and cool and um I liked it but I also didn't like it um I was like you know what I, I don't like I really and I still feel this way but I don't know where to go right now you know COVID but I feel like I'm still not done dancing it's just like I just knew that this role was not going to be where I wanted to stay just because of just my own personal self and what I needed. So then I left and realized that people thought my choreography was okay. So I kind of put myself out there a little bit more, but really hadn't done that yet. Like really hadn't pushed my choreography too much because I was too busy dancing and running a million jobs. Right. So it's like, you can't do both. It's too hard. So then I basically you know like got on the gram and started putting my videos up and then I was like oh people are interested this is cool and then maybe like 12 years ago I wanted to start Bell X but I could never do it it was just like I, I love ideas and I love I just I like doing stuff so I really wanted to make dance um dancer cross training a thing for people um because like you I did not I did not know how to work out until I was so injured that I thought maybe I was going to have to stop dancing. So I learned it like in backwards, like, oh, this is the worst case scenario. I need to get my body healthy and strong. And then I have never looked back since. It changed my body. It changed the way it looked. It changed the way I felt about myself. Like I had a lot of eating disorders and a lot of issues with food and fitness. And like that changed the way everything kind of fell into place. And so I just really want to share it. And I think it's just not, there's not a niche for it yet. Like there's not this like, um, dancers just, we know we're strong, but like when it comes down to it, there's so much that we're missing with our balance of strong. So by doing the cross training, you really like make your fitness and your health a full circle idea instead of it just being about your leotard type and the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. I also feel, uh, like for women and, and please T Brad, uh, jump in on this. If you have any thoughts on it, I feel like for women, we're worried about like bulking up. Like when I was younger, it was like, I don't want to lift weights. Cause like, I don't want to be, get big muscles. Like, why would I ever do that? But that's so backwards, like lifting weights and doing proper exercises makes you stronger and increases your bone density. So you can, you know, have a little bit longer career. It's not going to make you 
like this swole person. So I think for women, like it was always, I always had that fear. I was like, oh my God, well, I don't want to lift a weight. What's going to happen if I do that? Totally. And I mean, everybody's different. I just never had like, I just find it really interesting because I never had like a, I was never thin, you know, growing up. And um, so I was always like wondering like what I needed to do for my body to make it as good as I could for dance. And, um, and I think that like lifting like light weights and free weights and body weight exercises, it's like accessible. You can do it quickly. You don't have to be in a gym. Um, and you also can create your own kind of style of it versus thinking you've got to follow someone else's lead. Um, exactly. Um, and yeah, I think too, like even dancing, like dancing and being healthy and you're trying to like not get injured, like you're doing it for so many reasons. And I think that we only, it's like going to the dentist. Like you only go to the dentist when your tooth starts hurting. It's like, you've got to start to think about things, you know, be smart. And like your career is too short not to be smart. So I think that finding those, you know, moments where you can cross train and then after dance, like a lot of people are like, I don't want to stop dancing because then I'm going to get fat because I'm not dancing eight hours a day. And it's like, no, you're going to be fine. You just got to like, you know, toss in a little bit of something new. Totally. And I think, I, I really like the way that you worded that. You are our lifestyle, our health, our fitness, our nutrition is for the longevity of our performance career, right? Which goes so um, against the grain with like when you think of like old school ballerina, obviously, like you touched on eating disorders and it's being so thin when in reality that's such malnutrition. And it's it's crazy to think we know how athletic we are, right? As dancers. And um, it, it's crazy to think that it's this double-sided sword of like, hey, you have to fit this image of whatever it is, whether it's being thin or from a male standpoint, being so big and be, you know, that it you're actually sacrificing the reason that you're doing it. You know, it's, it seems so silly, but I know, I mean, I can relate on a different level of, I, I feel the opposite. I always felt like there was this pressure as a tall man to be like, super ripped and like bow flex poster model. Right. Um, to the point where same thing, I didn't really know what I was doing when I was 16 and I just started throwing weights around. And, um, it's, it, it's, it's been a very interesting process then to kind of, like you said, Hannah, hone it in and figure out what's the, what's the best formula for me, because the formula for me is going to be different than the formula for anybody else. I think that's equally as important. Um, but, but yeah, the idea of functional training for dance is so beautiful. So can you dive more into, um, is it ballet X, ballet X? How am I it's saying Bal-X. it? Right? It's ballet X. I know. Bal-X. You can just, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to, basically it's a, I have three different classes that I offer. I offer like a core class. Um, it's an abs class and it's pretty hit it and quit it style. Um, because, you know, I think that you just need to kind of like, I have a tight schedule and I know most dancers do because we're doing so many things. So I wanted to create a really short class that was intense. And I can't tell you how many dancers I see that do not have cores. And when I say that, it's like not about the six pack. It's about like your use of the muscles. And like, I talk about all the time when I choreograph, but like when I choreograph, I get sore in my stomach. And it's like funny because a lot of people don't think my movement is like that big or that, um, I don't know, like athletic sometimes, but it's because it's so internal that like, if you don't, have a core, you won't do it right. Like it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's like not about the arms and legs. It's about your center. So I really wanted to have a heavy dynamic on core work. And then I also offer like these full body tones, which I'm obsessed with. They're 30 minutes. 
it's basically like circuit style um, class. And you just go, you take like really short water breaks and it's just like everything is in there. A lot of leg butt connection because that's so heavy and damp to have that strong glute and can't tell you how many times like I've been to physical therapy and they're like, your butt needs to get stronger. And I'm like, oh, so that to me is like a personal, like I got to get that strong. Um, but then you have stronger ankles, you have stronger knees, you have stronger hips, you have stronger everything because that is such a huge part of your body. And then, you know, obviously arm tonage and keeping everything long and balanced. And from what I hear, it's funny because being a, I'm such an ingrained dancer, like that's my life and I live dance. So these workouts are like coordinated, they're balanced, they're musical. They're like all of these things together that make dance beautiful. And now I'm trying to bring that into fitness. So, um, I yeah. took your classes uh, when you had them on YouTube at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I took the full body one. It was so hard, but it was perfect. It was so good for at home. And I've taken the, when you were doing the five minute ab um, Instagram lives, I was taking those too. And they are seriously so efficient. Um, that's incredible. <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously so happy for you. And I know it's just going to grow and it's going to flourish um, even as we go on, which is amazing. Uh, so one last little thing, if you can, can you give us either a most embarrassing moment that either happened to you on stage? Cause you've had quite the, uh, performance experience or in an audition, it could be anything that is dance related, but, um, anything where it was just embarrassing or silly and oh, how goodness. you recovered from it and the takeaway from it. Oh gosh. Um, I want to say this is probably pretty embarrassing for me, but I don't know if necessarily everyone knew it happened. But like, I remember being on stage and I was doing a Kevin Iaga Jeff piece called Sky. And it was so insanely hard. And the guys had no shirts on and they would get super, super sweaty. Like to the point where like everyone has their level of sweat, but like one dancer was just like extra. And so slip and slide. Yes. There's like this pool of sweat on the stage. And I like body slammed my face on the floor, like so hard. Like, I mean, like I went down so hard, like in the puddle of sweat. But that's the thing. When you fall like that fast and that hard, you equally pop up that fast and that hard because you're in shock. So it's like a bouncy ball. You know, I just like went down and I swear, like everyone's like, what the heck was that noise? I'm like, oh, that was my body crashing to the ground. So it was quite embarrassing because, you know, like we're all like slightly perfectionist. So you don't want to like, do that on stage but I know that's not the most exciting oh I have a way better one okay here we go here we go okay let me set the scene we're in Florida okay and it's called Coconut Creek Florida of course it is and it's a retirement community and this retirement community is like you guys it's like straight out of a movie like they have everything there they have like movie theaters they have everything so we're performing for the retirement community and we're doing this piece called Funny Valentine it's a piece by Sherry Zunker and Frank Chavez is great piece. And we're wearing these like really low cut sheer like jumpsuits, like super trendy. Like you would, Alex, we would wear it out, put a pair with heels. Okay. But we wore these like nude Leos underneath that were kind of like really low scoops so that, you know, it wasn't like see-through, but it was known that these tops would shift around. So I was told. So I'm doing this duet and it's like, picture like everyone's on stage really slow-mo and there's a duet in the center light so everyone else is like really dimly lit and it's just like this pool of light and duets go in and out I'm doing a duet and it's a partnering duet and there's this like promenade and arabesque lift 
So I'm like in an arabesque and I'm like splayed over the shoulder of my man. And, and of course, I'm just like living my life. Like I've got smoky eyes, like up the wazoo. Uh-huh. And I come out and he goes and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like mouthing that my boob is out. And I'm like, all lovey, like looking at him, like totally playing my role. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So yeah, so like all the white hairs got like a really beautiful um, experience that night. <laughs> it's always the promenade arabesque lift. Yeah, I've why? always had I've always had issues with clothing on on that lift. Whenever I do it, I'm like, I need to be in a full long sleeve leotard bodysuit, turtlenecks, like, turtleneck. <laughs> That's oh amazing. God, actually, yeah, that was great, and I was pretty young too, so I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. So the scary. joys of live theater, right? It's if it were perfect, it would be boring. So, oh my uh, gosh, there's always something. I'm sure that retirement community is still uh, still talking about. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> um, awesome. Well, Hannah, we can't thank you enough. Like, it's been so great to have you. Like, even your energy is infectious through this computer screen. Um, and I know our listeners are going to absolutely. Um, cherish everything that you're going to say. So thank you for, for being a part of this, for taking time, for giving back. Now, if I want to follow you, if I want to keep up with you, I want to see this choreography that you're talking about. Where can I do that? Um, on Instagram, my, my handle is uh, Hannah Elizabeth, and that's H-A-N-N-A and Elizabeth with an S. And um, also my website is Hannah Elizabeth B. So same thing, Hannah Elizabeth S and then B. And um, yeah, I have everything up there. I keep it pretty current and I love like sharing um, what I'm doing. And so that's basically where you can find everything. For our listeners, um, Hannah has an amazing following and you will not be disappointed. So I highly recommend uh, following her. And also for your classes, you um, change your combo and your music like, like all the time. Like you come up with new content constantly. I feel like I usually go for something for two weeks and then I'm like, okay, next thing. Like you just have so much content. It's so fresh and you, you take risks and it always works out for you whenever I'm watching your stuff. So listeners, please go follow her. If you not, if you're not already doing so. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Hannah, thank you again so much. We wish you the best and hopefully we can all be in a rehearsal room or on a stage sometime together soon, but until then stay well and we appreciate you. Thank you. You guys are amazing. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 